Welcome to C3 Church Tadra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Pray like that one. No, come on. Let's get into this this morning. Uh, let's grab our Bibles out and Psalm uh, 18. Uh, if you want to put that up on the screen, Psalm 18, verse 46. Uh, this, this week we're preaching on, or this month, we're preaching on the subject of change and how everything's changing. Everything always changes. I mean, the Bible talks about how uh, we started in a garden, the Garden of Eden, but then we ended in the city. And in the city of the Revelation, and in the city. So the whole time there's this, this progression of change that nothing, you know, nothing ever seems the same. You know, we, we sort of grow up, go through high school, go to university, get jobs, find a girl, get married, have kids. And we've got kids all of a sudden. And our whole life is, you know, always changing. Fashions changing. Anyone aware of that? Fashion changes and we move along. Some people aren't. Some people are. Luke Eagle's ahead of fashion. He gets bored by the time fashion comes in. But, you know, everything changes. You are. You're a fashion. You're awesome. You know. I just wear what Julie buys me, but uh, that is true. And I have bags of clothes hanging up that don't fit me because I'm too lazy to go back in. Because I just, you do it, Julie. I don't want to go back there. And uh, but everything changes. We're always, you know, nothing. If you think that you know nothing's going to change, then it's you know you sort of go through life. Go, hang on. I used to sit when I come to church. I used to sit in that chair. That was that's the chair that I sat in. And then someone else is sitting there. It's like, well, hang on. No, you just need to flow with it. But this morning, I want to talk about. Um, one thing that never changes is that God never changes. That in a world of change, in a world where, you know, we go to high school and we've got this, we've got these friends, we've got, we're doing that this week, I just cut my hair like this, I'm wearing these new clothes. But out of all of this situation, that God never changes. God is the same today, tomorrow, yesterday, before the end. The whole thing that God is always the same. That's our one constant and the only thing in our lives that we know will never change is that God is always there. And no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no matter what happens to us, we can open up the Bible and know that God is with us. Anybody? The Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 46, it says, the Lord lives. Anybody? The Lord lives. Do you know that, uh, you know, you got these people say, oh, I would come to church, but it's pretty boring, you know. The people that come to church are, you know, like the blue rinse kind of crowd where they like to, you know, the old people, and they like to chill out and, you know, sing little weird songs. Do you know that God lives? Like God is amazing. Like God is incredible. And we think that, you know, oh, they're having so much fun. All these people out in the world, they're like going to the beach and they're hanging out. They're having so much fun. But who knows that, you know, living a life connected with God is way more fulfilling, way more satisfying, way more over the top than, you know, we, we have this perception that, oh, they're having so much fun out there. Oh, yeah, I come to church this week, but really I want to be out there. You know, why, how does the devil sort of twist it around? You know that God is like this ever-changing, well, never changed, but also ever-changing, creative, this, this amazing God that continues to do amazing things with us. And as we connect ourselves to God, it's not a boring thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I better... 
You've ever done that? Oh, I guess I better pray today. Yeah, I better get my Bible out and pray. Do you know when sort of you connect with God, it's like, oh, it's like this, this shot that sort of goes up and down. You know, all these people out there are searching for what we have. The Lord lives. God is, God is there. God is not some inactive God. God is actually there right now. He's living. He's alive. He's in heaven. He's alive. And it says, blessed be my rock. Anybody, come on, blessed be my rock. In a world of changing situations and changing this and that, blessed be my rock. God is my rock. You know, uh, I'm going to talk about later the house that stands, but when, when God is the foundation, when God is your foundation, when everything else is stripped back and God is the thing that you build your life on, regardless of this comes at you or that comes at you, I love that the Lord Blessed, the Lord lives. God is alive. He's active. He's doing stuff. He's not boring. God, I can't even hear you today. I don't even know what you don't know. The Bible, God lives. He's everywhere. He's doing all these amazing things. And it says, blessed be my rock, that God is my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. What a powerful thing that we can let God be exalted through our lives. That our neighbors go, I don't know what it is about these guys, but they're just such great people. I don't know, I don't know, I, I didn't have enough to do this and they blessed me or they came out and they looked after my kids or whatever, that our lives can be a testimony that God is an amazing God in heaven. That our lives can be a, like a, uh, a proof to the whole world that God is incredible. You know, most people meet Christians go, oh, yeah, no, I come to church, but I've met a Christian. They're horrible people. I don't want anything to do with Christian people. They're judgmental and they're religious and they're this and they're that. No. God is a God of love. God is a love of blessing. God is a love of acceptance. And that's our lives. That let the God of my salvation, let God of my salvation be exalted. Let God be exalted through my life. That everything I do exalt God. That everywhere I go, people say, you know, that guy, he just walks down the world and, you know, walks down the road and this, everything he does exalts back to the Lord. Is that a, is that a good thing? Okay. I want to um, just flip out of that and quickly go into Psalm 20. Uh, which is uh, basically the crux of this message. If, you, if you're there, tell me that you're there. Psalm, I think uh, it's good to flick through your Bibles in church. Who likes to flick through their Bibles? Good. I love it. And, I mean, we, we, we are moving. We're in a technolo- technological age, and we can sort of do the iPad thing, which is great. I love that. But... I love sitting down and sort of not knowing anything about my Bible and flicking through it, seeing notes that I wrote, seeing this that I wrote. I love that. I just, and you realize that, gee, I've read a, I've read a fair bit of this Bible. I love that. It's like, it's my history. I love it. It says, Psalm 20 verse 7. Tell me you're there. Good. It says, some trust in chariots. Who's ever trusted in a chariot? <laughs> I'd actually like to trust in a chariot once in my life. Or I'd like to say, yeah, I'll trust in a chariot once. Go, some, go. No. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the king answer us when we call. What a powerful, what a powerful, powerful passage. Some trust in chariots, bank accounts, you know, degrees, personalities, uh, networks, whatever it is. You know, my, my amazing looks. Uh, I drive a Ferrari. I have 50 houses. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. You know, whatever. You know, how fast I am, how strong I am. I can do it myself. 
I'm incredible. I can run. I can do 100 meters in like nine seconds. I'm amazing. You know, or I'm so strong. I can lift cars with like one hand. I'm like He-Man or Ollie. Some trust in horses, but we, love this, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Check this out, verse 8. They have bowed down. The people who trust in chariots, they have bowed down and they have fallen. Is that a thing? It's true. The economy crashes. Oh, it's the worst day of my life. Well, we just go, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, you know, or, or, or your 50 houses burn down and you realize you didn't have an insurance policy set up and, oh, no, my houses are gone. No, the Bible says that they who trust in chariots, they who trust in horses, have bowed down, whether it's to be to social pressures, whether it be to, oh, just come on, come out, hang out with us. Just everyone's doing it. Everyone's hanging out with us. Come on, don't be like a, you know, straighty one here or whatever. Don't hang out. Has ever been called a straighty one here? Never. But, you know, straighty 180. Oh, you're a straighty 180, man. It's just like so 80s. Anyway, they wouldn't say that these days, would they, Louis? No. No, but they have bowed down. See, what happens is we, we think that we've got it all together. Hey, I've got like, this couple of businesses that are working. I've got 50 houses. I've got like, you know, a stable chariots and horses or whatever. And I don't need, I don't need God. I don't even need to pray. I, I'm just doing really well in life. And you've seen it. How many times have we seen it where people get, you know, a million dollars and the first thing they do is they go out and they say, forget God, I don't need God anymore. So, well, hang on. It says that they have bowed down. You know, that we can worship the wrong thing. We bow down and go, God, I worship because I've got, I, you know, I don't worship. I've got this car. I don't need to worship. I've got, no, they have bowed down. This is the bottom line. They have bowed down and they have fallen. And what a sad day that people put their trust in the wrong thing. They go out and they put their trust in, oh, my amazing, I'm just so good on a surfboard. I can do these amazing things. And oh, when I go, you know, no, they have bowed down and they have fallen. It's a sad day. They put their trust in the wrong thing. It says here, but we, have risen and stand. Do you know that when you trust in the name of the Lord, bottom line, where there's nothing else but you and God, the Bible says that we have risen. We continually rise. You know, it's like a cork and you put it under the water. It just pops back up. You, know, you can put all this stuff on this guy. I don't know how it is, but he continues just to keep rising. Why? Because the Bible says when we remember the name of our God, when my life is exalted, makes praise go back to God, that God says, you know what? This is my man. Hey, this is my, I'm just going to put favor on this guy. I'm just going to put blessing on this guy. No matter what sort of people try and put on top of it, I just sort of rise back to the top. That's who we are. We just continually rise. Oh yeah, they kick me out of my, this, this, but I got this house and now it's amazing. We just continually rise. You know, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, how did this guy sort of, isn't it funny that you always find that people in top jobs, you look back to them and say, oh, my mom was a Christian and she was a Christian and she was a Christian. She prayed for me and I've you got these deep values inside them because God is always promoting those he loves. God is always promoting and rising and, and making us, when the other people of the world trust in all these things, the economy, and they fall. And we trust in the name of the Lord. Who knows that God honors those who honor him? And, he, and we rise. Is that okay? We rise. And the, the thing is that you might be in a place where you go, hang on, I don't feel like I'm rising. Do you know that when you get a cork and you put it down, it could be, as, it could be at the bottom of the ocean. But it'll find its way. It'll just continue to find its way. And you might, might be stuck under a ship or whatever, but it'll just sort of get around it and find its way. And that's who we are. The Bible says that when we remember the name of the Lord our God, I love God that he will, he, he, but we have risen and we stand upright. I love the fact that, you know, 
you know, you know that saying, you can't be held down. Like no one can hold you back. No one can hold you down. And that's what, that's what it is. It's inside of a Christian. It's like God says, you know, there's, God says, puts like a fight inside of you, doesn't he? It's like, oh, I can do this. Oh, you know, it might be coming at me now, but I know that with God, all things are possible. I know that with God, all things are possible and no weapon formed against me. Isn't that an amazing thing? And we are, they've risen and it's sad to see. Those people who say, oh, no, look, I, I just over-church. Oh, I don't want to go to... No, it's just not for me. I sort of moved on. You know, it's not it's not who I am anymore. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I've had conversations with people. Oh, I just don't feel like I want to go anymore. So, oh, and I go, okay. Now, I just, you know, I think I, I'm just going to go out and, 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 you know, buy all these cars and trust in these. It's like, oh, no, don't do it. And because the bottom line is they have bowed down. They have fallen. Can we just flip over if we can? to uh, Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 46. Tell me when you're there. Flick your Bibles, make some noise. (laughs) Is that good, Martin? Luke 46. Luke 6, 46. Who loves the pages of the Bible? How do they get them so thin but so strong? Anyone? How do they do that? They're so thin, but they're so strong. <laughs> Aren't they? You know, you get normal paper. You sort of, who's ever had like normal paper and you flip in it, ribs and that? There's Bible paper, I'm telling you. It's awesome. You can write on it and then you can, you can highlight it and love it. Uh, Luke chapter 6, 46. Who's there? Who got there first? Sarah Brown. Who put the hand up first when I said that? Sarah Brown. Oh, and Tim. We'll make you fight it out later. No. Built on the rock. We're preaching on change. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? This is Jesus speaking. And not do the things which I say. Anybody. Who loves that? I feel like getting my Bible and going up to people who were in church and say they're struck. I just can't hear the Lord. Oh, I feel like getting my Bible and just going, slurp! (laughs) Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? (laughs) Slab! I want to just... Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Oh, I go to church, God, I love you. Oh, you're amazing, God. Then I'm going to go out and do whatever. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? I want to go my phone, I'm slapping, I'm slapping again. I'm just really struggling today with, like, I feel down and nobody likes me. And, you know, I'm really struggling with this in my life and, and and stuff and oh, I'm gonna go out and get drunk and steal cars later, but I don't know, I just can't hear God anymore, you know? It's like <laughs> Is that right? Oh, I go to church and that and I love it. I've been there since I was like born and that, but you know, I'm gonna go out and beat someone up later and steal their money. I just can't hear God talk to me. I don't know what it is. Why do you call me Lord Lord and not do the things which I say? It's so easy. The Christian life is not some unbelievable struggle. No. So easy. The Bible says here, 
Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them. Whoever comes to Jesus and hears my saying and does them. Who actually lives by the principles in this book. You know, who knows what I'm saying? And does them. I will show you whom he is like. And so it goes on and says, verse 4, He is like a man building a house who dug deep. Do you know that, uh, I, and I fully believe this, I was talking this on the way to the car, that our children's ministry, Sarah Brown, is the most important ministry we can possibly have in this church. Because I remember when I was at Sunday school, they would say, this, God is this. And I go, okay, God heals you. All right. God will protect you. Great, great. You know, dug deep. The Bible says he's like a man who, who dug deep. And you know that when you dig deep, when you're digging a house and you dig deep, it takes ages. It's not easy. It doesn't happen two seconds. It doesn't happen, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm going to dig deep this week. No, it takes years. It takes years digging deep. Oh, it's too hard. I hit a thing and I'm going to go around it. No, no. Flip. You man up. You dig deep. They said, Lay, laid a foundation on the rock. Where is our foundation supposed to be laid? It's supposed to be laid on God, on Jesus Christ. So when everything else comes out, it's going, hey, look, God's not moving. We're our rock. We're rock. Hey, my house burned down. Hey, I'm not moving. My rock is Jesus Christ. We can go to the Bible and God can speak to us through the Bible. And it says, laid a foundation on the rock. Check this out. And when the flood arose, not if, but when. Oh, no, no, I'm just going to have a life. It'll be fine. You know, nothing's going to happen to me. No, no. The Bible says, not if the flood comes, when it comes. We need to get our lives and put it on the rock. To hey, God, when the floods, because they're going to come. And then they're going to come back. And then they come back again. It's like, oh. And it says here, when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house, could not shake it. It could not shake it. You get like all, the, you might have all of, all, all the water in the world come against that house. If it's built on the rock, just stands there going, I'm shaking it. You have all of, all of hell, all of everybody you know come at you. If your life is built on the rock, couldn't shake it. For it was found, founded on the rock. God does not change. God does not change. When we go through this whole thing, when we go to uni, we do this or that, God does not change. The one thing in our life when everything else is changing around me, I'm like, oh, there's this, my kids are going there, and i got this going on. God does not change. When, when everything else is a mess, when everything else is, I don't even know. I go back to my private time and God's still there. I get the Bible out and I read it and I go, God, you're there. Whoever gets their Bible out and spends like 20 minutes with their Bible just walking up and down the living room praying, God, you're there. And you know that you can feel so down. And then you sort of keep going back to the scripture and God sort of puts it in you, doesn't he? He puts strength back inside of you. You sort of, you sort of start like this. Oh God, I'm really nervous about my entire life. But then, uh, you sort of end up going, I think I can do something with it. I think I can, I think I can do something with it. No, and that says, and this is so sad, verse 49. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house. Building a house is not easy. It's never, both houses are hard to build. You know, not one house is, whether it's built on sand, whether it's built on rock, still the, the labor, the getting the timber, putting the roof on, doing those things, still hard to do. So you can still, you can still build something that's not on good foundations. You can do it. Still hard. 
It says, but he who did nothing is like a man who built a house. So it still takes effort to live and to do what we need to do, build a business, build a family, build a whatever it is, on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Powerful. We can build two houses. You have the same amount of men building both houses, same timber, same whatever, but if there's no, there's no base on the rock, then when, when it comes through, you've got one house, it just goes, hey, that's fine. I'm, you know, the Bible talks about um, that he prepares a place for me against, in front of my enemies. We're inside this house on the rock, and the water's coming out, so we're just having dinner. We don't even know that the water's coming out, so we're just having dinner. And that other house is like shaking, and the dad's yelling, put tie it down, you're kidding me, son. He's kicking the dog, and, you know, because the house is falling out, so it's tragic. But the same winds, the same flood, one person stands and goes, hey, can you pass the sauce? And then the other side, they go, no, they're looking over. That's the deal. Build our house on the rock. Can we just jump back to, um, let's just jump back to um, Psalm 20. That's okay. A bit of Bible flicking is good. We continue to stand. People who are built on the rock continue to stand. Through this, through that, through this, through he said, through they did this. They stand. And the Bible says here in uh, Psalms 20, uh, verse 9, says, Save, Lord, may the King answer us when we call. May the King answer us when we call. What a powerful verse. Who knows that we don't uh, have a king, we have a queen. We will have a king eventually. When the, well, unless we, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> anyone? No. No, I want it. Okay, doesn't matter. Where, may the king answer us when we call. Can we uh, jump back over to Luke chapter 15? Bible flicking, Bible flicking. Tell me when you're there. 15, 14, 15. Oh, hang on. Five. Luke chapter five. <laughs> Sorry. Luke chapter five. Ollie's there. Did you get there? You win. Good on you, buddy. You're in. So we just do one just to see how fast someone can get. Do you have tabs on your Bible? No. No. You didn't even go back to Psalms 20. You just stayed Luke 16. You just turned the page, didn't you? That's what he did. I saw it. I didn't see it. I'm just going to go back to uh, Psalm 20 so I can flip over. It says, may the king answer us when we call. Do you know that being connected to God isn't always a given? We have to actually pray. We have to get up and make a time. I'm going to pray from here to here. Oh, that's, that's, that's religious. That's legalism. I don't care. You've got to make a time to get up and do it. Because if you don't, you'll wake up and go, oh, I'll do it when I get home. And then when you get home, it's like, oh, that show's on tonight, yeah. And then you watch that, and then, oh, yeah, i got to go to bed now. And then, oh, I missed it. No, you've got to make time to, to do it. And it says here in Luke chapter 5, verse 15, it's talking about Jesus. However, the r- report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Verse 16, chapter 5, So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus, Son of God, God, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. When was the last time we often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed? Who, who, who's, who's, who's those says, I need, to, I need to spend time with the Lord today. I'm going to, you know, I, if Jesus 
needs to be the one that goes and prays him being God, how much more do we need to? Can we just flick over to James chapter 5, verse 16? Tell me when you're there. Man, yes, Castle Maine. <laughs> the effect, chapter 5, verse 16, James. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know that when we pray, stuff changes. Oh, I'm just going to walk around my room for 20 minutes and nothing's going to change. No, no, no. You need to go that when you're in a prayer place with the Lord, that stuff changes. It doesn't stay the same. It doesn't, oh, I'm just going to hope that. No, you have to know that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And do you know what? Let's just flip that around the other way. The ineffective, unfervent prayer of an unrighteous man avails not so much. Is that true? The ineffective, unfervent prayer of an unrighteous man avails not so much. What a powerful thing that we can actually come to the Lord and get stuff changed. Let's just flip back to um, Psalms as we draw to an end. May the king answer us when we call. What a powerful thing. I love that. The Bible says here in Psalm 22, verse 4, it says, Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. I love this because it doesn't say my father. It doesn't say my fathers. It says our fathers trusted in you. Isn't it an incredible thing that our fathers trusted in the Lord and the Lord delivered them? What a powerful testimony that we can pass down to our children that my son, that Luke Eagle's son, that Luke Boyd's child can one day get up and preach and say, our fathers trusted in you and you delivered them. Not our fathers trusted for a bit. Our fathers came into church like six to 18 months and then ran away. Our fathers kind of trusted, but then, you know, they didn't really or when it got bad. No, our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you, delivered them. What a what a thing to what what is the one thing I can pass down to my 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 little children is that dad trusted in the Lord. Dad trusted in the Lord. Dad didn't dad didn't trust in his chariots. I wish he had one. Dad didn't trust in his horses. Which I had horses too. I want chariots with swords and yeah. You know, no. <laughs> I too. Just go down to the shops. Uh just uh <laughs> nah, what do you got what do you nah. And just a just a quarter chicken, uh, quarter chicken meal uh, with my uh, just my chariot. <laughs> Make it snappy. That's right. I got a chariot with the sword spinning right now. No, that our fathers didn't trust in all that stuff, but they trusting they trusting God. They trusting the Lord lives. God can do anything. And do you know what the most one of the things that I love about that is that when our fathers have taken ground, when people like Ty McDonald, Frank Flannery, Phil Oldfield. Have taken ground. Do you know what? We should never be happy with what they're, they're, I mean, it's our call to stand on the Father's shoulders and go beyond that. It's our call to rise, like the Bible says, and to stand, not to rise and then to retreat back. I've risen, I've got to do it. Oh, it's too much. No. No, to rise and to stand, to know that when it's our turn, right now, to go out into the high schools, go into our family, it's our turn, we, we go beyond that. Isn't that 
That's what they want. They don't want us to go, yeah, well, you're pretty happy. We did all this. Just chill out. Thanks. 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And maybe someone else will do something amazing eventually. But no, they pay such a huge price to get where they are. And it says here as we finish, it says in, uh, that we're called to go to new levels. We're not called to be excited about where we're at. Although I am more grateful than anybody of where we are. More grateful. But I believe that as our fathers have trusted, that we stand on the shoulders of, of those great men, those great women who sacrificed so much. We, can, we take it to a whole new level. And I, I just want to say this before we move on from this point, that our fathers trusted. They didn't say they trusted for a little bit. They didn't say they trusted for a, a little. Our fathers trusted. What a, you know, what a, what a powerful message you can pass down to your children, to your family, that dad, he, he didn't sway, he didn't come back one day, and then he's back this. No, our fathers trusted to bear, that's it, in you. And it says here in Psalm 25, just to finish, the Bible says in Psalm 25, verse 4, it says, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. God, you're the God of my life. You're the God of everything I have. You're the God of my house, my family, my children, my, my workplace. God, you're not the God, you're the God of everything. You give me eternal life. You give me great friends. The whole thing. You are the God of my life. On you, I will wait all the day. I love, who loves reading the Psalms? I just think David's sort of like me sometimes. And you probably as well. I don't know, whatever. No, it says, on you, I'll wait all the day. On you, I'll wait two minutes. I'm going to enter a time of prayer. I'll wait two minutes. God, if you don't speak to me in two minutes, I'm gone. No, I'll, 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 I'll be here for 20 minutes. God, if you don't speak to me in 20 minutes, I'm, I'm out of here. No, no. God is the God of our life. It's not just the God of Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons or Sunday nights or whatever. No, no. The Bible says, this is us talking to the Lord. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Oh. To have God teach us, it's the best way to do it. And what a powerful thing for church when we can say, hey, you know, we can get all these parents, these families coming and say, hey, I'm really struggling with, uh, just to keep it down to the little Luke Eagle. Uh, I'm really struggling with, um, you know, what a powerful thing. We can have fathers come and say, I just know how to be a great father. I'm really struggling. We've got guys like Phil Cairns. They say, hey, look, I can show you how to do it. We've got guys like Jay Brown. He say, hey, I can show you. I can give you a hand there. When we bring these people into the house of the Lord, hey, I'm struggling. But hey, look, talk to Craig Scott. He's an incredible father. What a powerful thing that we can surround ourselves with these great men, these great women. And it's not like, you know, we're oh, this or that. No, these guys are amazing. We need to get... All these people that we don't know, all these people that are struggling through life, say, so, hey, you got a little family and it's, you, maybe you built your house on the sand and it's a bit tough. Hey, look, come back. We can help. We can, we can be there. We can be your friend. And says here, show me your ways. Teach me, Lord. Teach me your paths. What a prayer today. Lord, teach me your ways. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you, I will wait all day. <laughs> all day. He's never waited all day or something all day all day can we just stand as we close if that's okay we hope you enjoyed listening to this message for more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us go to c3talgra.org.au we hope to see you at church soon